we're going to take ourselves out of the room where it happens. I'm not here for that. Consider this your fair warning. We talk fast, we move fast, we swear fast. So if you're listening at 2XP, you may miss some content, but you also miss the F-bombs. You're welcome. Hi, I'm Vanessa. And I'm Holland. You're listening to Ask Your Workwife, where every week we answer your questions about how to get more out of corporate America. Hey, Workwives. I'm Taylor. I'm from Hartford, Connecticut, and I'm looking for a job right now. And while I'm not demanding remote work because I listen to your podcast, I do see remote jobs that look appealing. What do you think? Should I be applying for them? It would be nice to work from home, but I'm a bit concerned about what my career looks like on the other side of a remote job. Taylor, yeah. <laughs> let's talk. <laughs> I think you're right to be concerned. Yeah, and, and I would be more than a little bit concerned <laughs> if I were you. Because remote work is not only not helpful, it can be actively harmful to your career. I wish it weren't that way. Like, I love home. I don't love driving. I I chose where I wanted to live first, and then I drew like a 10-minute drive map around here. I said, I'm going to work inside the circle. Luckily, I work in a densely enough populated city that I can do that. Yeah. Right? Yep. But most people don't have that benefit. In Connecticut, you're probably looking at jobs in New York, right? Yeah. <laughs> Which is a drive still. It's a not a far drive-ish, but it's still a commute. So I get it. Like that, that like the benefit of working from home saves you time, saves you energy. I don't have to get dressed up in the morning. I don't have to, like, I, I understand this. But the bottom line is, if you're not in the office, you're not in the office. <laughs> and everything that comes with that, the things that you can do in the office, you sure as shit cannot do remotely, period. If you have bite-sized information about how to get more at Corporate America, follow us on Instagram at Ask Your Workwife. So let's talk a little bit about the difference between remote work and office work and what that means for you in a career. Ooh, okay. <laughs> How much time you got? 20 minutes. No. <laughs> I'll be quick. Taylor, I work remotely. And you do a very good job of it. Thank you so much. But I was in the office a couple weeks back. Mm. I'll tell you why I went to the office. Taylor, I went because my manager was going. Yeah. She was invited and fully comped to go to a leadership summit. Mm. I'm not part of the leadership team. But when she said she's going, you I booked on a flight with my money. <laughs> And I flew. I found a place to stay. I figured it the fuck out. Why'd you do that? Because, because of this exact topic, which I know that every opportunity that I have to be in person with my manager is an opportunity for me to level up my career. Absolutely. So you hadn't met your manager before, had you? Only socially. Ah, uh, like a, wasn't it a company like Christmas party a or Christmas, Yeah, it was a yeah, Christmas yeah. party. But to be in for a whole week, five days in the office with her taking meetings, having side conversations. I'll tell you, it wasn't, it ended yes. up not just being about my manager. I have a team now. So now I was also in person with my team and I had a little jokey moment with the CEO. I had a little coffee chat with the CFO. Uh -huh. I saw the VP of strategy over there. I was like, hmm. Uh-huh. Okay. There is exponential growth possible for you because of the soft relationships that can happen in the office that as hard as you try and I try, let me tell you, you're very good at this. <laughs> I've got all the coffee chats. I've got all the informational interviews. I have all the meeting, all greets. the Slack channels. They're all going, but there's something that you cannot replace 
about the office. And anyone, uh, uh, anyone who works in diplomacy will tell you this. Mm. The U, every single meeting we go to at the UN, we, the Royal, we, the United <laughs> States, um, every single meeting is scripted. It's decided. Nothing's a surprise. Even these little like tiny explosive moments that hit the news, they're planned. Okay, Just <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> Newsflash. Right. But I had a friend who worked for the advanced team for Colin Powell, mm. secretary of state going to the UN doing the thing. Right. She not only had to have the, the, prescribed meetings down she also had like a route in which she walked him through the hallway so that he could run into this foreign minister that foreign minister that person that person that person deals were made she's sitting there taking notes this is the unplanned part yes like it's planned but it's soft planned it's not of Mm, official record right technically on his schedule he's just walking through a hallway this is me going to new york exactly i didn't know i was gonna run into the ceo i didn't know i was gonna run into the cfo i didn't know i was gonna run into this other person that i didn't met before and if you try to put 15 minutes of a coffee chat on the ceo's calendar they're gonna one laugh at you and two expect (laughs) you to have something really serious to talk about rather than just this like cute bubbly thing oh and blah blah blah. i've been doing blah 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 and then next meeting they're in oh i hear holland's doing something with email check into that and no one knows where that came from that came from the hallway is where it came from Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. and suddenly you've x-factored your whole career like you got growth you've leapfrogged you you've done this thing exactly exactly man i i wish people understood the power of soft power well and i think like we understand this concept but not today this is, mm. you said this to me, this is the golf course. Yes. Like we get what that means. That yeah. has like, oh yeah, I know that like people go on the golf course and like, it's not a meeting, but it's a meeting. But then like, so whoever's golfing with who like matters, uh-huh. right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So we get that. But for some reason we haven't taken that concept and said, oh yeah, the person I happen to run into on the way to refill my coffee cup mm-hmm. might impact my career. I'll take it even further. I think in this like push to make everything egalitarian in the workplace, which I think is useful, right? Like everyone should be leveled up to at least zero. We have like stopped taking advantage of opportunities as they come to us. These hallway opportunities are available to everyone. I don't care how old you are. I don't care what your skin color looks like. I don't care what your hair looks like. I don't care what your gender is. I don't care how you self-identify. I don't care. I don't care. The fact that you're walking down the same hallway as the CEO gives you an opening. And you got to take it. I'll give you an example. In the first maybe couple months at the job I have now, we were headed to a client. I don't usually interface with clients. Like that's not usually my thing, but I was brought into this client because I was doing some stuff on the strategy team, like whatever, long ass story. In the conversation about how we're going to get to the client, my manager offered me and the other person on his team, so the two of us, to ride with him. I was like, yeah, I'll take it. And the other person on our team decided not to. She's like, oh, I like I need to drive myself. And I like, it's like, she just, for some reason, she decided not to be in the car with the manager. That meant that I had 45 minutes down there to just talk to him outside the office. No one's listening. There no, th- you don't have to worry about thin walls. It's not in <laughs> Slack. You know what I mean? And then I had 45 minutes on the way back to talk to him too. Mm. We covered so much ground. It was better than a one-on-one. We talked about that other person on our team. And what his, like, what his view of her work product is, what his view of my work product is, where he sees my career tra- trajectory going. If that meeting had been on a calendar, it would have had an agenda. Mm-hmm. He would have been like multitasking. Yep. He would have been like worried about whatever fucking thing was happening on the other side of the door. Yep. Have I eaten lunch yet? Yeah, 100%. Like it is so much more structured, but the unstructuredness of like, well, it is actually a 45 minute drive down there. We are going but we're here. So we're not going to sit in silence. The only parameters for this meeting are you, me, car, 45 minutes. That's it. Like 
when, when else are you going to have undivided attention from your manager? <sighs> literally never. Yeah. Literally <laughs> never. Like you couldn't pay for that amount of time. Right. Yeah. And that's 45 minutes one way. I got another 45 minutes on the back end. And we even got into like, like his personal life, like some of the stresses in him, like my personal life, we got to connect like within the first few months, this is when you want to be connecting with your manager. Right. Where they understand where you're coming from, what your goals are, what your things that like, I, I realized a lot of things about him that like, I probably need to train him a little bit and how to manage me because he'd never managed someone like me before. I, I would never have known that otherwise because it's very structured. It's very put together. It's very agenda, agendaized. Yeah. I love right? it. Yeah. It put our relationship so much further ahead than this, than his relationship with this other person on the team. And you had equal opportunity for that. Yeah. It's been two years since that. And I can see the fruits of that still today. Taylor, this is what we're dealing with. That's like a really wild example of like, wow, you had 45 minutes one way kind of thing, right? That's usually not what's going to happen. But I'll tell you what is pretty often going to happen is if you've got a hybrid team and there's one or two people on video, there's one or two people in the office, the person in the office is always going to win. Because there's like five or 10 minutes before the meeting starts. We're just like talking, right? With your manager. Chatting, you're just it's, grabbing your laptop. Like, yeah. I'll be right there. What meeting room are we in? Yeah. You're building something there. Totally. Yeah. 100%. The best example I have of this is actually like not in the workplace. It's in my personal life. I have been settling my parents' estate and doing some estate planning with them. And uh, we had to meet with some attorneys in Houston. And my aunt was supposed to be there. But like somehow... I don't know. The flights didn't work out. They weren't there. So we had her on video. This aunt particularly, I was like, at the time, I wasn't quite sure where she was coming from. She obviously has her own interest in this family business. And so like, I have to act in my own interest, understanding she's acting in her own interest, whatever, whatever. So like, I kind of wanted like a moment with the attorney without her, but I wasn't sure how it was going to happen. And then I get there and I realize like, oh, <laughs> she's on video. I have my opportunity. There's a solid 10 minutes before she got on the computer and a solid 10 minutes after she got off the computer, that was just me and this attorney that I was like, okay, but now advise me what I should be doing. Like now you've been read into the whole business, but like, I need to know just for us here in Texas, what's the best advice. And he said, well, frankly, blah, 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 blah. That 10 minute conversation has been the entire strategy for my sister and going forward in estate planning for our parents in regards to this family business. Right. Add to that. The fact that you have a lot more data inputs from this attorney yeah. and he had a lot more data inputs from you just by virtue of the fact of your bodies being in the same yes. room together, right? Mm -hmm. Body language, subtle cues. Like at some point I wrote something on a piece of paper and slid across the table uh, out of view of my aunt. Uh, you know saying? Like, the person in the room is going to win. And like, God, did anyone watch Hamilton? <laughs> like <laughs> you want to be in the room where it happens. We've been trying to get into this room. We women have been trying to get into this room for how long now? Like, <laughs> I can't even count the number of years. I have to take off my gloves and my shoes at some point, right? Like, that is the equalizer. Can you get in the room? Yeah. So why are we at a rate 10 percentage points higher than men opting for remote work? Because men understand something that women don't right now, which is you got to be in the room when it happens. You got to be on the golf course. That's when it happens. Women are in the room. We're here. And you're going to let a little inconvenience kick us out of the room. We're going to take ourselves out of the room where it happens. I'm not here for that. Taylor, when it comes to maybe applying for some of these remote jobs, which is part of your question, I'm, I'm going to be very upfront with you. There are 30% of the jobs available right now that are remote. There are 12 million people looking for a job and 98% of those people are interested in remote work. So it's highly competitive 
for what I think is detrimental to your career. Right. So it's harder to get the job and it's worse for you. Yeah. So so I don't know what we're... Lose, lose. Yeah. You could apply for them, but I would put them at the bottom of your list. Like do not make them a priority. Right. And another thing you can and should do in the interview process is make yourself as easy. We've said this before. Make yourself as easy to hire as possible. Yeah. Don't be the one making demands up front. Sure. Especially like if the job is remote, just make sure in the interview process you say like, I'm available to come to the office whenever you would like. That will put you at the top of that list, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe you're in a hybrid situation where they pull you in the office once a month or every other week or something like that. Like, And even if they're not asking, you should go. You should go. So Taylor, now that you know- <laughs> How we feel about this. That you're going to fuck up your career if you choose to work remotely, the choice is yours. I know what I would choose. Yeah. And in fact, what I've said, well, I've said this to you. If my manager moves back to New York- You're moving to New York. We have already, if had, I want to keep my job, if I want to grow it all, which I do. And we've already had this conversation about like, what would happen to the podcast if your manager moves to New York? Cause it's already determined you will go. Like there's not, there's not even a choice left. Like you've already made it. And then you came to me as a secondary and said, hi, hi, hi. How do we do this remotely? <laughs> right? Like you've got to do what's best for your career. And what's best for your career is not working remotely. See you in New York, Taylor. Bye. <laughs> question for Ask Your Workwife? Record your question and email the recording to help at askyourworkwife.com. Include your name, your city if you want, and whatever context might be useful for us to know. And don't forget to start with, hey, workwives. Why isn't this trending? She coined the zoom ceiling. It's in the glass ceiling. Oh, I love that. It mostly affects women people of color, and those with disabilities, since they are more likely to offer remote work. One survey by career website FlexJobs found that 68% of women preferred to work remotely post-pandemic compared to 57% of men. That's 10-point spread. Additionally, 80% of women ranked as a top job benefit, while only 69% of men said the same. How many percent of women? 80% versus 70. The, the problem here is like women are opting for home, and what you're running up against is that invisible labor problem, right? Like you're opting for home because there's some other pressure that says you need to be home. Whereas a man, he wants to be at work. He's not doing the laundry anyway. Exactly. And he can't focus. Okay. Figured the fuck out. Your mom did it. So sort it out.